We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... And welcome to the Lindley Evans Music Studio at the ABC in Ultimo for Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and this week with the music, it's Diesel, ladies and gentlemen. 30 years of music and he's celebrating with us this afternoon. Our panel, Gary Eck, Tommy Dean and Gretel Colleen. And our audience from Brownlee, Coffs Harbour, Wyoming, Wollongong, Armadale and Tilba Tilba. And of course... All part of the New South Wales Drought Appeal, which has been running on ABC local radio throughout the state all day. By about 1pm, $300,000 have been donated. By 3.30, it, was, it cracked half a million. It is now close to $600,000. The lines are still open. What can we do in the hour of TJF? A lot of people are arriving home. Can we make this turn this $600,000 to $700,000 by the end of this hour? The number to ring is one 800 733 276. This is 1800 Red Cross if you want to use the letters on your keypad. Or you can just go to abc.net.au slash drought and it's very easy to follow the links to the Red Cross and donate that way. Yeah, the drought appeal and we'll bring you some updates on those numbers as we go through the afternoon. Uh, to begin with, of course, the news from nowhere. My friend Elizabeth just cannot get over her robotic vacuum cleaner. <laughs> really, it can do no wrong. Its chief attraction is that after it's automatically vacuumed all the carpets, it goes back and hops in its little house. (laughs) Now, this little house is clearly some sort of docking station, but Elizabeth has thoroughly fallen in love with the device and treats it like a faithful dog. Oh, it's just wonderful, she says dreamily. Unlike the situation with other family members, she says, you don't even have to issue instructions. It just scoots out of its little house and gets on with things. I rather get the sense she hopes that her husband will one day be similarly automated. (laughs) But what happens, I say, when there's some object left out on the carpet? Doesn't it try to suck the object up and then get clogged? Well, says Elizabeth, in the voice she uses when she thinks I'm being an idiot, (laughs) naturally you need to clean the carpet first. (laughs) I think, aha, I knew it. All modern technology is like this. It seems terrific until you actually try to use it. I notice, for example, that the head of Apple, Tim Cook, has been singing the praises of a digital detox in which people are encouraged to spend a couple of nights each week without any connection at all to the internet. And I think, come to Australia, mate. (laughs) We've got it sorted. We've got the NBN. The only problem, you don't get to choose which two nights. Truly, I realise Malcolm Turnbull is a visionary who years ahead of his time understood the addictive qualities of an overly reliable internet connection. Tim Cook should put him on staff. At our place, we've been offline so often lately, we've been forced to get stuck into our drawers of old DVDs. We've worked through our whole collection twice. 
Give us a few more months of the NBN and we'll be playing chess and training pigeons in the backyard. <laughs> of course, not all technology is bad. In her TV show, Back in Time for Dinner, did you watch that, Annabelle Crabb? Uh, she reminded us of the drudgery of life without appliances. There was no vacuum cleaner, never mind a robotic one. There was no dishwasher, microwave, even fridge. When the appliances arrived, they did provide this great freedom from domestic slavery through the 60s into the 70s. They did so for about four or five decades. It was then that appliances became so complicated they were suddenly next to useless. An example, if you want to cook something in our new oven, you can't just turn the thing on. No, no, no. This is true. There's a drop-down menu which you can only read by getting down on your hands and knees and and peering at it through a pair of spectacles. Do you want fan, bake, grill or cleaning? Would you like to scroll down to a particular type of food, say roast chicken, enter the weight of the bird, no really, and then allow the machine to choose the cooking method? No, I would not, because I know how to cook a chicken! By the time I found my spectacles, got down on my hands and knees and, more to the point, got up again... It would have been faster lighting a 1920s wood burner. The TV, even when the net is working, has to warm up, just as it had to do in 1956. This time around, it's establishing a connection, a process which takes twice the time it used to take for the valves to get glowing. If you want to watch the 7pm news, you need to start preparing the field of battle soon after 6.30. Our music system is Entirely baffling. Everyone else in the house has a Spotify account to which the thing is inevitably tuned. When Jocasta goes away, she leaves a step-by-step guide to listening to a record. The first step of which is, rather insultingly, first find your spectacles. (laughs) Most of the time I can't be bothered. I just stand there cooking my dinner, humming show tunes. Frankly, I'm pretty good. Uh, Other new devices present themselves. British newspapers have just reported a surge in sales for robotic lawnmowers. This is true. Much like Elizabeth's vacuum cleaner, they randomly launch themselves out of their docking station and trim everything in sight. Sales are up, again true, by 75% in a year. Alarmingly, one company is now planning a robotic hedge trimmer. (laughs) What could go wrong? (laughs) Elizabeth is sure to want all these latest gadgets. I only hope her Wi-Fi connections don't become scrambled. I predict a vacuum cleaner working its way around the backyard and a hedge trimmer marching in the back door like something horrific from Edward Scissorhands. (laughs) At which point Annabelle Crabbe's copper and mangle might start looking pretty good. And that's the news from nowhere. Thank God it's Friday. Uh, Gary Eck, Tommy Dean, Gretel, welcome. 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 Hello. Uh, Hello. Now, uh, let's check you up with this mm-hmm. week's news. Who discovered that not asking was no barrier to receiving? <laughs> What's what this story? What a clue. What a clue. Uh, well, this is the story of the Great Barrier Reef Foundation, which was handed a $444 million grant by the government, just given it. They didn't even ask for yep. it. The government just went, there you go. And it's a weird, bit of an uproar. Weird figure, isn't it? Four, four, four. four, four. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. I don't know why they came I, up. I think, it was a, I think they meant to give them $4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's $44.4, yeah. Maybe there's something satanic in it. 
like a yeah like a six six six, six, six. six. Yeah, that was yeah. too high. Yeah, they couldn't afford that. <laughs> yeah, so. budget times. We'll go with the four. They four, went four. with the four four four. It's it's kind of weird. I don't know what the problem is. I think it's a great thing. I mean, there's so much reef. It needs saving. Mm. I mean, as long as the money is used properly, and you know, I don't want to go to the reef and snorkel and see a you know a turtle on a jet ski. You know, <laughs> <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you get money for that, huh? You know, as long as it's being used, I, I, okay, I don't but see what. What the... about a proper tender process? What about giving other organisations? Yeah, but the I think right that's to say uh, what they. That's yeah. what I think the inspiration is here is that, you know, this is an organization that, that built themselves up. They created their own. They just wanted to save the reef. It was a bunch of people got together, wanted to do a good thing for mm. the reef. And then, bam, lottery. <laughs> so I just think that's what we need. We need more groups to form to do good things. And then, you know, if they do the right thing, they'll be lucky enough to get money they had no idea they were in line to get. <laughs> uh, what about... Uh... And not only money they didn't know they were going to get, money that is so monumentally huge they don't even actually know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a staff of six. That's not enough to even count this I money. Know. Yeah, it, I mean, both of you guys have kind of skipped over the issue. And have to we? quote you, Gary, as long as they use the money properly. I think that is actually the issue in question because it hasn't gone through a tendering process and so nobody knows what they are actually <laughs> going to do with the money. I think, I think that? it's wrong, though, Gretel. I think $440 million, you give them that much because even if they spend half of it wrong, they still spend $220 million <laughs> on the ring. Well, there's and another Well done, you. Yeah. <laughs> We're back to Malcolm Turnbull being a genius. <laughs> but I would, you know, haven't we all... I'm just playing devil's advocate. Haven't we all been given nearly half a billion? <laughs> I mean, haven't yeah, you? I don't know. What, you what did you do with yours? For it. Yeah. I think we've all been given a gift that we weren't expecting. You know, are we just calling the kettle black when really, you know, it's... I was reading about a man who died and he gave his will, gave all the money in his will. He just randomly found 70 people in the phone book. Really? And he gave each of them money. I, I think I, that was Mr Turnbull's method, actually. I, I think <laughs> I broke up with someone and he gave me a very nice... Gym membership, <laughs> which in retrospect is really bloody rude, but nonetheless it was unexpected. Yeah. Have you not received anything unexpected, like half a billion? <laughs> well, now that I'm joining the Reef Foundation, <laughs> I, um, yeah. I'm about to, Gretel, and I am going to have a really good time. Who uh, who has given themselves a starring role this week, but only when they feel like it? A starring role. Mm. Oh, push that word a bit harder there, Richard. <laughs> it's, like we're the, it's like we're the dumbest panel you've ever had. It's like you really, <laughs> Maybe really we are. emphasizing well, those words. Well, it's the story of the food industry and they've embraced this voluntary system of putting stars on their food products, but it's voluntary also in terms of which products you put the stars on. So it means that you can put them on all of your good food and the stuff that's unhealthy you don't put it on and then it kind of aggregates it as though you're much healthier. So, so Nestle, for instance, if you look at the ones they've put their stars on, they're a fantastic company. They Mm. they get an average of 4.5 out of 5 stars. That's fantastic. Mm. Mm. Once you include the the products they haven't put their stars on, it drops to 1.5. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, don't you think it's a bit of a conspiracy, all of this health food stuff, the Uh, labels? uh, I mean, can anyone actually read them? Yeah. I mean, as you go, once you're over 50, you can't read anything. Can you? You just can't read it. They don't provide anyone in the shop to read it to you. Yeah. Mm. Massive they, oversight. I find, I find also they're using smaller and smaller print with yeah. every year. Smaller and smaller. And, you know, I thought, recently I thought, I, I think I'm getting better looking with age. And then I thought, 
oh, no, my eyes are just getting worse. So that was quite depressing. But remember, these are organisations that use word... Remember, they redefined the word fresh yeah. to mean not fresh. Yeah. Is that Do right? you remember that? No, Do you I remember? Don't, yeah. Yes. Well, sometimes it was either... Sorry, it was either that one or that one, and yeah. they were saying they were selling fresh bread, and it wasn't fresh at all. I mean, it had been oh, fresh at a, some yeah, point. There were the fresh food people. <laughs> the the, the, the bread was coming from Belgium. Yeah, yeah. but I would just like to... Ireland, was it? Okay. Oh. I did a bit of research on uh, shopping, as I, <laughs> I like to do this. Uh, 85 random shopping carts, they did a survey of them and they found that 50% of them carried E. coli. So I'm just putting no. it out there that maybe these mm. safety slogans actually need to be on the trolleys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I mean, a nutrition just... guide to the trolley. <laughs> it is really just common sense, really. It really is. It is really, I mean, if you pick up Cocoa Pops, mm. you don't need a star rating. I mean, anything that says just like a chocolate milkshake, only crunchy, is not good for you. Oh, but it, like I, you don't. You, if you isn't that a five? That's a five. <laughs> well, you know, like Milo is all sugar, like ninety yeah. percent. But they used to have on stars. the cereal packs. They used to even get away. Well, I don't think they used to do this anymore. But in the nutrition panel, they were allowed to put the nutrition panel listed as if you mixed your sugar-coated cereal with proper granola, fruit, and milk. Really? If you did that, look how nutritious this yeah. cereal is. Mm. If you didn't eat it at all and threw it out, it'd be marvellous. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so Milo, Milo was an example. They've now stopped this, but they got 4.5 stars yeah. because if you made it with skim milk and then yeah. Got, yeah. borrowed uh, Gretel's and gym mem- membership card because, yeah. <laughs> because, after all, she's not using yeah, it. Yeah. That's so true. And then, then extracted the Milo from the skim milk. And yeah. drank it. It would be excellent. Yeah. They should do like you know when you go to a bookstore and they have staff picks and they have recommendations. Yeah. That's what they should do on food. You go to the supermarket and it'll be have like a little recommendation. Yeah. You well, know, I is... ate this and threw Good up. Idea. No stars. You know this. This is this is, this is a great idea, isn't it? You go this is from Cheryl on Cash Register Three. Yeah, yeah. You can go and have a look at Cheryl and see what you think. <laughs> One of the longest serving. <laughs> One of the longest serving nutritional breakfast is good old fashioned oatmeal. Yeah. yeah. When you walk past the oatmeal, there's not a star in sight. There's not yeah. even a shopper. <laughs> There's just bags and bags of oatmeal <laughs> waiting for people to come get yeah. it. And there might be like one guy, I'm going to make some Anzac biscuits. Yeah, you What's this stuff? Okay, how do you serve it though, Tony? Because I, I do eat oatmeal every day, and, but I, I do put a bit of, a bit of uh, put a, sugar. I'm sorry, yeah, put brown sugar, sugar on Yeah, well, you've got to put brown sugar on it. It's oatmeal. Mm. Yeah. No, you don't. I don't. Okay, but that's half a anyway. star gone. Well, look what, it, look what it's doing. It's a half a star for oatmeal. Well, no, half a star gone if you put the sugar oh, on. Oh, I see what you yeah. mean. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, it's like a Mensa oh, meeting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my point is, like Jerry said, it's common, common sense. sense. I think most of us know. If you were going down the candy aisle and using your right arm to sweep bags and bags <laughs> of candy, you don't need a system to tell you that this is a poor choice. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you know? now people are so used to knowing what's in it. Like, people pick up a banana and go, oh, I wonder what's in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Banana! (laughs) If anything, because it's always the first section of the shop is always through the fruit and vegetable department, which is the only probably area you should go to. Yeah. And then when you go through there, if why, anything, they, why do they do that? Because it's annoying because you then put your, your broccoli in the bottom of the trolley with idea. all the E. coli, <laughs> and, then, and then you put the cans on top of it. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, you're right. That, that, that you guys are the telling you, they don't really believe that that's, you know, that's the only place that's good for you, but they know it's you know, the first one, you're going to forget stuff, and then when they want you to go into the process section, that's where the money is. They put uh, the there's stuff no money in the apple area. Mm. The stuff you really want is always furthest away. Uh. That's hmm. the psychology. Oh, that is milk and bread and stuff. Yeah. 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 Like I toilet to, paper. Yeah, I had to go to Wollongong yeah. to get mine the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if people buy fruit and vegetable. From what I understand, it's just you know singles put it in their carts in various ways to draw attention to 
what they like in the dating game. Yeah. yeah. It's not so. just There's a Woolworths in North Tommy. Sydney where if you put your bananas in the little bit in the trolley, you're on. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's weird. I would have thought, like, <laughs> dangling <laughs> off the that's front of the say. trolley. Up or down. It's not is just it, like... singles. Married people in Neutral Bay do that too. <laughs> I'm sure that hot bed of sexiness. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Two rotten melons and an eggplant. I'm just saying I'm available this evening. <laughs> Who has decided that sky's the limit? That sky, oh God! Mm. That sky, sky is the limit. Sky. sky. Well, this is this is, and I I feel bad for Sky News. This is the, the this is from the land of Sky News, and Sky News had to come out and say that some of the news that they showed you on Sky News is not actually the news that Sky News wanted to show you. <laughs> Which is weird that it slipped through the news system, but they let it slip through. And uh, the the reason it was so bad is because they talked to a guy whom any minute now, Richard will explain more fully who he is. He's a Nazi. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Because it felt like one of those stories that we shouldn't already drawing attention to the fact that the Sky News uh, had a Nazi on. And I believe the Nazi was, to be fair, and under the Trump regime, mm. there's good people on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> he, was a, he was a pleasant conversationalist, and I think that's a fine thing in a Nazi. Uh, As Nazis go, he's one of the better go. ones. If you could just sit down and have a chat with him on a news program and just let him espouse a little bit of their philosophy, I think mm. that's fair. Mm. Is it newsworthy? I think Sky News worked it out. No. 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 <laughs> I mean, I mean they, their, their problem is, of course, that people have been reacting to this. Some of their advertisers yeah. have removed their advertising. The Victorian government has decided they're no longer able to show Sky News on Melbourne train stations. But yes. well, why train stations? That's such a bizarre choice. Like, I've never said to my wife, I'm just popping down to Platform <laughs> 3 to catch up on the news. It's like, not. I've, I've never seen it there. It's Where? not for people who go to Wollongong for their toilet paper. Yes, it it's is. It's for people who are just commuting. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And just waiting for the train. You don't go there. Where it's a special it? never, event. don't have that here. Yeah, we do. No, yeah, yeah, Victoria yeah, 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 yeah. is the key Well, look, word. my chauffeur says, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the public transport system. But, but how flawed is a system that says you know, we, we, we endorse free speech except for that? I mean, this is what the whole crisis has been about. Do you really have the right to say, no, we can't have Sky as a broadcaster? Have a balanced argument, have someone on there, but it actually is news, isn't it? And it's news none of us would have heard about if it itself had not become news. Mm. But the That's thing is point. about the train station, you can't, it's not you're sitting at home, you choose the station. No, That's but fine. I mean, you think you're, you're, you're boiling your eggs for breakfast, you're making your porridge, you think, oh, I'd quite like to listen to a bit of a Nazi for a while. <laughs> Turn it on, by all <laughs> means. But at the railway station, you're forced to watch the Nazi. No, I completely agree. But yeah. have, have balance even the representation mm. of that story mm. within that three minutes. At least it's getting aired and the person can yeah. hang themselves by their own petard if they want to. Yeah. I, I, they, yeah. I just mm. think it's a bit of an arbitrary line, this free speech and thing. And I mean, the railway station is not like it's free of weird people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're sitting on the train. You've got no choice. You can't uh, move. Uh, you've got to have some guy just look at you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah all right. Yeah. So why, why aren't they doing Don't something about that? Don't speak about Mark Latham like that. Gary <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Dean, Grail Clean. Now, save your cheer for this. We've just got the latest tally from the, from the drought uh, the, the, the drought tally. It is now $625,000. Oh, wow. It's been donated. If you want to donate... 
to the Drought Appeal, 1800 Red Cross, 1800 733 276 to help New South Wales farmers uh, on, a, on local ABC radio today. And you can also do it online. Just go to abc.net.au slash drought. How long are the lines open, Richard? The lines are open. Well, we're certainly open till the end of TJF. Let's see if we can make mm. it hit. The well, I hope that's the case because uh, just in the other good news, my uh, wife is very much involved with the Inner West Netball Association, mm. who I do know has already contributed $1,000 wow. to this Wow, okay. And they have issued a netball challenge to all other netball-minded netballers <laughs> to score yeah. a goal by okay. contributing the same or more. So you right. may not be able to be beat Tommy's wife's team on the court. No, but you can beat him in the contribution yeah. stakes. Exactly. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday on the day that ABC Local Radio in New South Wales is holding an appeal, a drought appeal, whether you're in the city or the country. Please reach out. The figure 10 minutes ago was $625,000 raised today by ABC listeners. Can we make it maybe $700,000 by the time we finish the fun of TGIF? If you need to donate, if you want to donate, uh, you can ring one 800 Red Cross, so 1-800-733-276, or you can do it online, abc.net.au slash drought. We'll take you there and just click on the, uh, the Red Cross link and you can donate pretty easily using your credit card or whatever. We have Gary Eck, Tommy Dean and Gretel Clean. If you like their jokes, you know what to do. <laughs> you can okay, donate throw, to us. Throw some, um, no, there oh, is an sorry. alternative. Don't give the money to them. <laughs> give the money to the Red Cross. Okay, yes. All right. That's good idea. You know, they uh, get thrown off. You've been thrown off. Uh, you know, I don't feel bad for them because I hate them. I believe they are everything that Satan wanted on the earth. But mosquitoes, I feel a little bit, a little mm-hmm. bit bad for them that they keep getting woke up by this unseasonal warmth. Mm-hmm. And then right as they're like, yeah, it's about time. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Jesus, <it's> cold. <laughs> Why is it so cold? They just woke us up yesterday. <laughs> Go back to bed. <laughs> And why is it so dry? They're, they're, they're suffering too, the poor old mosquitoes. I mean, that's deeply confused. My house has a terrible pool maintenance manager. Um, <laughs> seriously, I don't know who the guy is who's in charge of keeping my but, pool. But he's a moron. He's yeah. a moron. <laughs> Hotbed for mosquitoes. Hotbed for it? mosquito activity. But every time it's like you know, we have this long cold, and I don't, know, I don't know how mosquitoes work, but they seem to go away. And then I go out the back, and you're just out the back doing the gardening that you have to do. And, uh, and then suddenly they're like, today, hey, but you, you see them flying around going, this doesn't seem right. I don't, <laughs> am I supposed to be here? <laughs> and, and you haven't noticed this with any other living creature. <laughs> just mosquitoes. Just mosquitoes. Because mosquitoes are, you know, specifically come for the warmth. So like summer is mosquito time. We live near a river. What about all the confused plants that are blossoming mm, at the moment uh, and the mm, birds that are starting yeah. to build I don't, their I don't nests know if you know out this, of season? But, but plants swamp, don't then. think. Well, I heard a rumour they do. I know someone who attached electrodes to plants and they could sense the energy of different people and they they put it through a computer and it changed colour, depending on who the person was. How long have you known Prince Charles? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who is going to rise triumphant. People are going to look back and go, he was right. So, Tommy, do you think it's wise to interrupt a drought broadcast to boast about how you live next to a river and you've got a (laughs) swimming pool? (laughs) And you miss mosquitoes. Yeah. He's Look, a if, if, guy. if they want to drain my swimming pool, they are welcome to us. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, we so. should talk about the drought a bit because you went out to Burrow, wasn't it? Yeah, I was in Burrow a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they had a bloke's day uh, because um, myself and, and people in my business, we uh, did International Women's Day and we were speaking out there and the money that we raised mm-hmm. from that, we then donated to the cause that was created by the Hilltop Council there. A bloke's day, and it was to bring all the men. So you the raised money together. for International Women's Day, and you gave it to the men. We did because Fantastic. because the men weren't great at coming together and talking during a drought. Uh, 
you know, they, there's a lot of pressure on everybody, but families can fall apart. And depending on where it is, I mean, Burrawa, they feel fortunate, but even further out, you know, out in the outback, families get separated. The mum has to go in and get a job in a town and the kids are mm-hmm. sent off and dad's alone with these harrowing fears. And um, so this was all about mental health, so good on them for organising it. And, of course, we saw the drought. I mean, it's in the spotlight now. We have to remember that this is a situation that will go on for a long time and we're, what we can do for a longer term to care for them is great. And this sum of money is fantastic, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Well, let's see. As I say, six six twenty five on last count. We'll see how we can go in the next 20 minutes, yep. rolling up to 6 o'clock. Uh, now, the, the latest uh, fad on the American dating scene is the pheromone party. This is true. It's a singles night which begins with participates, participants smelling each other's T-shirts and then being introduced to the person who they most like the smell of. Uh, the idea is based on science, which believes that the body can sense genetic compatibility through smell. Could this be the dating breakthrough for which society has been searching. Now, Gretel Clean, I know your new show, what you're doing with Jackie Loeb, and I'll, I'll give the details in a tick, but, but you talk about dating in that show. Do you think this is the answer? No, I don't. And, uh, <laughs> and may I say that genetic compatibility has nothing to do with sexual attraction. Who you would breed best with has nothing to do with who you end up in a relationship with, which is entirely flight and ridiculous. I thought pheromones were invisible and you couldn't smell them. Smell cannot be trusted... I quite liked a man and I thought, he came over to my house and I thought, oh, I shouldn't have overwatered that plant. I know it's a drought, but I think I overwatered it. It smells. And then I realised it was him. It was him. I had to give him Tic Tacs for dinner. <laughs> but I'll tell you, if this so does if you'd catch have been, on... So if you'd have chosen him at the pheromone party, you well, if you'd have, if you'd have would been... Would you seriously use your own T-shirt? I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd, I would rig that for miles. No, and well, then... you, the, the idea is you sleep in your T-shirt for three nights no before... No way. The... There's no... I'd buy pheromone... Perfume and squirt it all over. Yeah. And I do find it... women are very attracted, actually, if I put a, just a dab of Fabulon. Oh, women then, love ironing. Subconsciously, they think he's an ironing man. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else then. He's a, you know, but anyway, no, you didn't. Think, he, he'd do my tea towels. But what does you this know? do to Tinder? Because the whole thing with Tinder is just based on photographs. Yeah, yeah. but they're eventually yeah. going to have the app ability that you can attach a scratch and sniff. Yeah. Do you think? Because yeah. a friend of mine recently mm. sent me a text and said, do you think his name sounds like he's tall? <laughs> that is what <laughs> we're reduced to. Yeah. yeah. Pheromones will tell you that. Tell <laughs> what you do you fight. reckon, Gary? You are a bit on the nose today, actually. Am I? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could be. I don't know. It's, I look, I, I don't know. I mean, it's literally doing it doggy style, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's the weird. <laughs> well, that's how dogs do it, don't they? It's all, it's all, it's all they smell. They don't smell each other's T-shirts. But I, mean, I think but we're it's... mixing up some mixes, though. I think pheromone and smell aren't no, the, but the it's, same thing. Yeah, but it's still smell-related. Like Absolutely. it's creepy. Like if but you go, the if aroma. You, like if you go up to a, a you know a lady and say, "Oh, you look really nice," you know, you're very, you know, yeah. they take that as a compliment. Compliment, but it's very creepy to go. You smell nice, oh, isn't it? Like yeah. you say that straight. Oh, well, the you girl. Don't, you don't think the way you said it. Has <laughs> <something to laughs> yeah, if you said true. If you said you look, you look really nice. They wouldn't like that either. Oh, that's true. Okay, well, I'll say I'll say it both ways then. Okay. Oh, you look, uh, you look really nice. You smell really nice. That implies you've got way too close to that yeah. person. No, That's it, the uncomfortable the bit. The perfume world has been playing this game for a thousand years. I just think it's the way you said it. It sounds creepy when you say smell. Smell is a funny word. <laughs> yeah. But if you said, you, madam, have a fascinating aroma. 
<laughs> so much better. But that's still weird. It's still like that's... Oh, Tommy. All the ladies are saying that's worse. Yeah. Well, they're they should quit using that perfume. <laughs> I reckon, look. There is there are advantages. Like if you break up with someone, you can do it in a scientific way. Like you can say, look, it's not you. It's your scent molecule, methylhypoglycine four two one. You know, right. we just we're just not s- smelling nose to nose here. You know, like it's a good excuse to kind of blame it on the pheromones. Yeah, yeah. And what about construction sites? I mean, that's going to change it. People, you know, hey, darling, show us pheromones. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of weird, isn't it? What's going to happen? Love your molecule 41, darling. Yeah, yeah. I just know you focus on it because I think the reality is if there is a reality underneath it, it's already happening. Like it's already happening. Subconsciously. Subconsciously. You, you've already, you, you are giving off pheromones. If you have a pheromone that you can soak into your T-shirt by sleeping in it for three nights, that's what you're doing. Okay, but they're saying in the pheromone party, re- remove mm. the temptation to judge someone by their looks, by their profession, by, by their conversation, and just isolate this one mm. element as being more important than any other. What yeah. about if you've got a really good-looking person who's also really interesting and put, made them wear the T-shirt that smelt nice that belonged to someone uh-huh. else? But then they'd want that person. Yeah. Oh, but then no, you claim ownership. No, just get T-shirt. Oh, yes. But yeah, once you exactly. remove the T-shirt, then you're exposed yeah. to their natural pheromones oh, well, and you realise yeah. the whole thing's a tragedy and what, a nudes? mistake. Nude? No way. <laughs> See, what, if this catches on, I mean, then, you know, you're going to have all the perfume companies that will want to market this, you know, the body odours of the rich and famous, you know, Brad, you know, Chanel's new Brad armpits. (laughs) I'm Brad. I work out at the gym. You too can smell like me. It's a good idea, actually. I'm going to write that one down. Dear Chanel, dear Dosha and Gabbana, I have a great idea for you. (laughs) Thank God it's Friday, ABC Local Radio, on the day of the drought appeal. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Lover. And when our lovely audience came here to the ABC in Ultimo, they threw these random topics onto this chocolate wheel. Uh, we're going to spin the wheel and see what comes up, and Tommy Dean is going to try to attack that topic with as much creativity as he can muster. Today's topics are Kevin Rudd, Ugh. A handbag, Shiraz, orange juice, treacle, Rupert and Jerry, the neg, Barry Lamb, Tommy Dean himself, yeah. baked beans, the demons, Texan, gas. That's another Tommy Dean topic. Yeah, uh, earwax, and we're back another to, one. We're back to Kevin Rudd. Which one filled you full of fear, Tommy? Uh, all of them. All of them, except for except for Tommy Dean. <laughs> round and round and round it goes. Where it stops, nobody I know knows. Literally everything about that guy. Today's <laughs> audience topic suggestion is. Gas. Oh. Gas. I know everything. Who about suggested that. gas? <laughs> Very nice. Gas. Well, it comes in a variety of fashions. It's funny that uh, we did get gas on the back of the pheromone discussion. <laughs> because I think uh, at an internal gaseous level, it is, it's the opposite of the attraction pheromone. And I think it's why it is such a long held dating maximum. Maximum? Maxim. A long-held dating maximum that you should not share your gas <laughs> with your partner until you are deeply established. <laughs> there are arguments about how long that time is. I would suggest two children. <laughs> <laughs> At the two children mark <laughs> is when I allowed my gas to mingle in the home freely. <laughs> Also, I suggest getting a dog at the same time. 
it is best to have doubt. Plausible deniability. Plausible deniability. Could have been me. Might have been the dog. That baby needs changing. I'll change that baby. Terrible. Uh, and I like the gas here. It seems like you use gas. Like to me, it's one of those fun interchange words. Because in America, gas, of course, is what we call petrol. Got to go to the gas station. Going to fill up with gas. So full of gas. Going to pump it out. Pumping some gas. Sticking it in the back of the car and loading it up. But you don't, you don't say it here. And so I just wondered, what about LP? Do you call it LP or do you call it no, natural call, gas? We call that gas. Yeah. Call that gas. Um, so at home, we have you know, so many ways that we knew. It's very subtle how you use gas. We always know the euphemism is there. And we all know quietly what we mean. But you know that gas has a certain aroma that also covers the flavor of gas. So it's actually one of the most fartiest places in America is the petrol station. There's a reason we invented pump it yourself. To give men the ability to unload while filling up. It's why you're not allowed to smoke. I don't know if you've ever seen the science, but you cannot set liquid petrol on fire. It's too dense. It's the other reason. It's also why we don't let you use your mobile phones. No photos, pictures, or sounds being sent back on the internet. Let a man do what a man has to do. You kids, go inside and get a donut. Be much better. It was so bad. My dad, uh, my grandfather was a farmer. My dad grew up on the farm. And they actually had their own gas Bowser uh, on, the, on the farm itself. Uh, clearly, uh, the argument was to use it to uh, fill up the trucks and tractors with the gas that it needed to do the job. But my dad, once I entered the man circle, pointed out it was just where the men had to go. <laughs> just where the men had to go. Uh, it's just the way of the world. The sad fact is methane is a very big problem for cows. And that's why uh, my grandfather, I think, was drawn to the job of cattle farmer because that many cows were even better than a single dog. <laughs> my grandfather was shocking, just so we are clear. <laughs> we, all, we all have something. Don't we all have something that gives us gas? Everybody, has the, everybody, everybody knows. I'll, I'll admit mine. Mine is lamb. Right. Lamb. I don't know what it is about lamb, mm. but if I eat lamb... Woo! Man, I am straight. I am. I am. I am straight to the petrol station. In fact, I will not eat lamb if my car has more than three quarters of a tank of petrol. The lamb, lamb kills me, um, but I love it. I love lamb so much. So, what about you, Gary? Do you have a just a curiosity? Is there a weakness? Is there a food that? I think it brings it out really. Well, Jerusalem, no the famous one is Jerusalem mm. artichoke, which is known by some people as Jerusalem fartichoke mm. because of its explosive quality. quality. There, is there something about the onion family, the onions as well? There's a, the White uh, Castle burgers in America are known as belly bombers uh, because they're just little tiny burgers that are full of onion and oil and they, they work their way out. Maybe, maybe supermarkets quickly. should have the star system and the fart system. Uh. You know, like two two fart system. Oh, better not have that. You know, got friends coming over. Mm. Or five five star fart system. Like that, you just avoid that one. And it's weird how sometimes it is location, mm. like libraries. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you ever been to a library and like by the second aisle, you're just over. Mm. 
But they're so quiet. That's the danger. Yeah. I think it's exactly that. Because we know this is a place we cannot sneak it out. Yeah. Shh, someone's yeah. farting. I'll tell you the words. This is the words. I don't want to focus on farts. It's not, but... I like how we've turned it into farts. You were gas to begin with. It was gas, but it's truly, it's the, the, the mechanism to the gas. <laughs> but this is the worst story ever. I've never told this story. Uh, my brother used to work for Heavenly Ski Resort, and a very prestigious ski resort uh, in, Las, uh, in Nevada. And they have, a, they have chairlifts like most ski resorts do, but they also have a very famous gondola that like 25 people can go in, and it lifts up over the face of the resort, and it looks back into Lake Tahoe. It is one of God's most glorious... Visions. It is. It is. But the most you, you, views don't come more stunning than Lake Tahoe from the air in winter. And this is one of those horrible moments. I'm pretty sure I had lamb for breakfast <laughs> twice. <laughs> and and one of those. And because I was wearing ski clothes before I got on the gondola, I thought that I had taken care of business. <laughs> And then we all piled into the gondola, but it had been trapped in the various layers of parka. And then it slowly eased out of my armholes with such wretchedness. We all have a little part of us that knows how to just ignore a tiny smell. Mm, that's unpleasant. But you let it go. That's just the price we pay for humanity. But this was people going, let me out! Let me out! And it was so bad that I had to join in the chorus of calling. Who did that? Who did it? You're a horrible person. Where's that petrol Terrible. bowser when you need Terrible. it? Terrible. Where's that herd of 30 cows? 25 people that couldn't view the glory of <laughs> Just pressed up against the glass hoping there was a crack. <laughs> Is there any way we can cut the cable and fall to our death? <laughs> it would be so much more clear. Tommy Dean, ladies and gentlemen. Does he die? No, he lives. And thank God it's Friday. Hey. Uh, fun little behind the curtain. So you know that part right there at the end of the story where I talked a little bit louder than maybe it was necessary? Mm -hmm. There's a reason I did that. <laughs> Whoa. So you know. Whoa. Wait a minute. Evacuate. Evacuate. Okay, the latest from the drought appeal at six minutes to six. $662,000, ladies and gentlemen. Can we crack the 700000 at the ABC Drought Appeal to donate one three hundred Red Cross. That's one three hundred seven three three two seven six, or you can do it online. Visit ABC. Is there any chance we could get the uh, Reef people on the phone? Maybe they yeah. <laughs> just throw it in. Yeah, they've got some throw money. in a couple. Throw, throw in ten percent <laughs> of your four hundred forty-four thousand. Yeah, right that would get us a million. Actually, million. That, yeah, well, that would scare. That yeah. would get us there. Yeah. 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 Million. Get them on the million. phone. Million. It's, it's such a weird amount of money, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it? It's something fishy. It something fishy's going yeah. on there. Yeah. The reef. Thank you, thank you. I'm here all week. That's a good joke. You missed it. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're saving the fish. There's something fishy about yeah, the reef. Because they're saving the fish because the reef. Oh, Genius. that's hilarious. Yeah. 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 I, didn't, I didn't even. <laughs> Today's, just came to me. today's Mensa meeting continues. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have Gretel Colleen, Tommy Dean and Gary Eck. Now, Gretel Colleen's new show with the fabulous Jackie Loeb is on at the Bayview Hotel next Wednesday night. So for Sydney listeners, Bayview Hotel next Wednesday night for Gretel and Jackie Loeb. Uh, now, this week, uh, for the first time, the judge conducting the Royal Commission into the banking industry, Kenneth Hayne, raised the possibility of jail sentences for banking executives 
who charged people for advice they didn't receive. He said it was theft. How do you think it would change our jails if the existing clientele were joined by a whole lot of bankers? <laughs> Gretel Colleen. Oh, look, this is precarious, talking about this, because we all know them. Um, I just said maybe the IQ would go down. <laughs> That's rude, isn't it? Mm, and then I rude. thought nothing would change because there'd be no-one around to do it. It doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> and then I said maybe the condition in prisons would go up yeah. because bankers know a lot of influential people. And then I realised, as the lady's phone's ringing, then I realised I have actually have no response to this. So then I googled what to say when you don't have a response. Mm. Would you like the examples? Yeah. So things you can say in response to literally anything when you have nothing else to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> But at what cost? <laughs> is this why fate brought us together? And thus I die, which is probably what the people in the gondola said. Yeah. <laughs> G- Gary Eck, how's it going to change our prisons? Well, at what cost? <laughs> um, what was the other one? <laughs> I mean, look, banks and prisons are very similar. They're big institutions. Uh, I recommend an exchange program so that... Yeah, the, the, the bankers go to prison and the prisoners go work in the banks. And to be honest, no one will know any different. Yeah. They're pretty much the same. And all the bank robbers will think, I've been here before. I've been I'm here sure before. I've been here Well, that's before. right. If you're, if you're a bank robber and you, you, get, you rob a bank, you get to work in the bank that you robbed. Yeah, that's yeah, your initiative. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then you can, you can, work, you can apologise, you can work out what you did wrong, how you to can do make it better. The, you can make the money back by ripping off the customers even more. That's right. You can go, well, I'll make sure I leave that back door open when I leave work today. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, I guess there's, you know, bankers, there'd be a lot more withdrawals and deposits, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what, was, what, what was that other one you did? Until we die, I think. Until we die. Tell me how to change things. I don't, I, just, I don't know. I think we're. The problem is we always. At the bank teller level, the tellers are fine. You know, I think the problem, you know, we're talking about the, uh, you know, the big top, top of the town mm. bankers. They're the dangerous bankers, not the people at the tellers. So my mm. first joke originally, well, there's probably a lot more orderly queues because we just naturally orderly queue around bankers. But that's because we, we respect tellers. Mm. Um, <laughs> So I think what's going to change is ultimately the outlook of philosophy and how we, you know, stand sideways against the, you know, probably the the futile push of what ultimately will be the way that we really need to, you know, attack the problem. And yeah. overall, what I'm yeah, well, can, can I say can I say for myself? Yeah. In case you're wondering, that's another way to do it. I was thinking of sending Tommy to prison. Say, and, uh, say a lot of words well, in order. Ladies and gentlemen, to that question went well, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and Tommy's who, used who, up his jokes. Who were the winners and losers of the week? Okay, Just well, quickly, I think Gretel. the winner obviously was the Great Barrier Reef Foundation, mm-hmm. and the loser is possibly the reef. Not sure. <laughs> Not sure. Gary Eck. Uh, well, the winner, uh, the lotto is $100 million. What? Uh, yeah, I know. Isn't it Tomorrow? Yeah, uh, next week I think it is. Oh, I missed And I just want you to know if I win, I will donate $100 to the drought relief. <laughs> Cash. <Yeah. laughs> no, but someone's got, I always love it when it's $100 million. People always suddenly go, oh, well, I better get a ticket. Like, when it was 50, it wasn't worth it. No, that's true. <laughs> but now I'll make that effort to go out there and win it. So Tommy Dean, who were the winners the and losers? The Foundation spent $50 million on lottery tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know how this stuff works. Uh, I, think, I think the big winner uh, this week uh, was banking. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no chance. <laughs> there's so many bad things. I think I, I can't even find a way. The winner, well, I, it was a very personal level. Uh, my son leaves tomorrow. Uh, he is going to do uh, a high school exchange program in the United States. Uh, so our big winner is his future excitement and all of the uh, 
stuff that he's going to get to do over there. He is very excited about that. He leaves tomorrow for that. Yeah, he's going to start off with farting. Uh, but listen. the real, yeah, for all of that, I say that, but the real winner is uh, his sisters who get his room. <laughs> <laughs> Please thank Gary Eck, Tommy Dean, and Gretel Colleen. Yay! Thanks for being part of Thank God It's Friday. Remember, the phone lines are still open. one three hundred red cross or abc.net.au. Route. See if you can reach out a hand to your country cousins. On Thank God It's Friday... 